Hello, welcome to our Husky Huddle Up podcast with our special guest from the Career and Internship Center, CJ Sanchez. Hi, CJ. Hi, thank you for having me. Welcome to the podcast, CJ. It's great to have you. Can you, like, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about kind of your your path to your current position. Where are you from? How did you get involved? All of that. Yeah, so um, a lot of people I meet over here, I'm the first Rhode Islander that they've met. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so I'm actually from Rhode Island. So I made this trip across the country, um, and it, it wasn't even really a straight shot. So um, in my undergrad degree, I studied wildlife and conservation biology. You wouldn't really think somebody that studied that would end up doing career coaching. Um, but who really knows that they will become a career coach? So after undergrad, I did an AmeriCorps program. I really thought that education was what I wanted to do, um, which environmental education was very fun. So I was working in elementary schools in Austin. Then after that, I was doing a different AmeriCorps program where I was doing physical labor, traveling around the West Coast. Uh, and then I did Peace Corps. <laughs> Um, so I did Peace Corps in Nicaragua because I just couldn't really kick the service bug. And also, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. <laughs> so then, um, finally, after Peace Corps, I decided um, to move to Seattle. And that was more so to see one of my best friends growing up. Uh, we hadn't hung out in a long time because I'd been traveling. And I did another AmeriCorps program at Seattle Central College. <laughs> and so... That really helped me um, solidify, you know, higher ed was the type of education I wanted to work in. And then I went to graduate school at UW. So I am an alum. I'm a Husky alum. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I worked at the Q Center as part of my graduate uh, program. And then after that, I'm at the Career Center. So that's kind of my quick roundabout journey of getting to Seattle and getting to sit here with you today. That's awesome. It seems like even in your own career path, right, you've done a good amount of exploration and all of that, which seems to situate you in a really good place to, to provide career advice to students. I oh, second yeah. that. There is no way that there isn't something that you could impart on <laughs> like every yeah. student that we have at UW. That's amazing. Definitely. I, I definitely feel for those students that come in and say, you know, I have no idea what I want to do with my life because that is a little bit still me, but it was definitely me for most of my life. <laughs> awesome. So you work in the Career and Internship Center at the university. Tell us a little, little bit about the Career and Internship Center, um, kind of what some background on the, on the, in the office and um, in the center and what are some of the things that you all provide for students? Yeah, definitely. So it's for a small team. Um, we try and do as much as we can for a lot of our students. Um, so we're the central career and internship center. There are other centers at Foster's and engineering and other departments also have some of their services. And so we are not only supporting our students, but we're also trying to support those centers and what they're doing. And I actually did a little sit down and some homework on my own with the director. Um, so my director in our center, and we used to be called the placement center. And oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, imagine, goodness. I can't imagine people considering us that anymore because really what 
what I like and what I appreciate that definitely is, was laid, the ground was laid before I got there, is that you know, we don't really place people in jobs, but we help them get the skills to get those jobs. Um, and I like that because, you know, if we were just placing people, then when they go on to their next job, then they wouldn't necessarily know how to go about it. And they maybe won't have access to us anymore. Um, so to give you a kind of deeper dive in what we do in our center, we have two different teams. Uh, the team that I'm on is the career coaching team. And we're the ones that are meeting with students one-on-one. -on -one. We might be answering some of those questions through email. Our pre-health uh, side of things has an email where we get a lot of those questions. We do our pre-law, pre-health services, and general coaching. Then there's the, the team. It's the employer connections team. They, they've changed their name uh, recently. But they're the ones that work with recruiters, employers, they schedule those info sessions, and they really organize Handshake. Uh, I, I am so impressed by them all the time. We have one staff member who looks at all of the postings in Handshake and makes sure that, as much as she can, that they're legitimate postings and that they're applicable to our students. And that's thousands of things. I, I can't even grasp it. That's awesome. Can you talk a little bit about what Handshake is? Yeah, so Handshake is our platform a lot of people might think of it as our job board, but it is definitely a lot more than just a job board. We have uh, thousands of jobs on there, but that's also where students would schedule an appointment to meet with me. Uh, that's where they could register for some of our events, and that's where they can even do some networking and connect with other, not even just students at UW, but students or alumni in general on Handshake. So. I think I was showing somebody the other day that you could connect with somebody who goes to like Columbia, who also had an internship at Amazon, and you can just ask them questions. Um, it's kind of like a social networking platform like LinkedIn as well, where you can upload information about yourself and recruiters can find you. It's a lot. <laughs> that used to be like four or five different platforms in like I don't know, what, five, maybe six years ago? That's really great to have all of those things kind of localized uh, yeah. within one one place, yeah. That's true, and aptly named, right? Like a handshake <laughs> is kind of a virtual handshake of being able to network and make connections with your office. Uh, and and I was really, it's really overwhelming at times. And I, I'm, I'm one of those students, I was one of those students that was very resistant to use the platforms that was encouraged to me by by the university uh, so when I was a student, Handshake, I looked at it and I was like, okay, this is fine, and didn't really engage with everything. But now seeing it from where I'm sitting as in the career coaching seat of things, there's so much that even I don't know that it can do um, that could really be helpful just in just learning what's out there and getting connected. And I think I have like 20 messages from recruiters still trying to get me to apply for some of their jobs. <laughs> oh, <that's> <laughs> yeah, yeah. so it's it's good to know that 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 system works right <laughs> oh yeah yeah and we don't we don't necessarily know if anybody gets placed but we do know that there is a high feedback loop of people coming back to us wanting to hire our students more um, they had a good experience and they want to really just repeat that posting that they made a year ago or two years ago that's so great. Do you, right now, are you 
how do you see students? Do you feel like there's a bit of a surge as you come to spring quarter? Is it a little quiet in winter? <laughs> Is it a little intense in the fall? Or like, or are you just seeing like a constant flux <laughs> of yeah. people? That's a really interesting question because it looked different in person than the pandemic in Zoom. Uh, so in person, our, our busiest times were October in the fall because that's a heavy recruitment cycle for a lot of industries like big companies, like tech companies and business companies. Uh, we still saw that surge. What we expected last summer, if we were going by trends, was that we'd have a slower summer due to courses not being, like the academic calendar as it normally is, not being in session. But we actually were pretty consistently busy with appointments. I think on Zoom actually made our services more accessible to people on summer break. Uh, and currently we are seeing a lot of students. I think I've, I was completely booked this past week. Um, so I, I like that we are seeing traffic still. People are still meeting with us. And I think one of the biggest changes from the pandemic and COVID was I'm meeting with a lot more students frequently, like consistently repeat appointments. Uh, and so it's nice. I was talking to one of my supervisors the other day that it almost is like I have a caseload. Whereas before we would see people one and done, which is perfectly fine. People are welcome to do that. But now it's nice because I have somebody come in. It's like, nice to see you again. Uh, how did everything go with your interview? How did everything go with your application? And they really share with me and we don't necessarily have to do as many um, intake questions and we can kind of work kind of build that skill partnership together. Are those like first year students or their second year students, juniors, seniors, are you these these kind of repeat meetings with students that you're noticing? Yeah, it's all across the board. So I've Oh wow. I've seen freshman students come in every every so often. We even meet with PhD students. Um, so it's, it's a big range of people that we can meet with. And it's nice. Uh, I love seeing those first year, second year, early in their college careers students because, you know, sometimes they, they may come in a little bit self-conscious that, you know, I don't have too many experiences. Is it too early? Are these opportunities even available to me? But for me personally, I think that's the best time to start because if you get that internship now, that really just sets you up for a larger role in the future. And you won't be as stressed come senior year uh, trying to really figure out what to do. So I love seeing those early starts. And then those, the really challenging cases are the PhD candidates who want to find an industry job. And it's challenging, but also fun because you ha they, they're so much more of an expert than I would ever be on what they're doing. <laughs> I know, I know your office hosts a lot of workshops. Can you talk a little bit about like, what are some of the workshops that are available to students? And because I would imagine, I can just imagine like the, the amount of questions that they would have and, yeah. and the resources <laughs> that they would have access to. Yeah, so we have, I think we're calling it our best hits workshops that we do every two oh, weeks or it. so. <laughs> I love and, it. Yeah. <laughs> And it's all recorded. So it's if anybody ever wants it like immediately, it's all on our YouTube channel and all of it on our website. But we do resumes workshop where we try and get some activities involved for people just get in the process of 
how would you frame an experience that you did for your resume? We do cover letter workshop. Uh, I like to talk to people now about how much I hated cover letters before really working here and being forced to know how to do them. Uh, so we do a cover letter workshop where we really walk through the process and what you want to nail down with a cover letter. We do an interviewing workshop, networking workshops, and we also, if anybody wants to request a workshop, maybe a department or a first year interest group um, wants us to come in, we will come in and do any of those things for them. And we can also modify it. So um, really the whole process, we're just starting to create resources for after the interview, like salary negotiation uh, stuff, because we realized, you know, we do everything up to that point, but people still have questions after that point, after the interview. So that's going to be a new thing on the horizon. Absolutely. I think we can all use a, a workshop on <laughs> salary negotiations and how to how to advance in your career. That's that's really great. Yeah. I'm just going to plug and add the money management and financial management, a.k.a. filling out taxes, <laughs> which after my first job, I was like, hello, who took all of my money? <laughs> who is this FICA? <laughs> I <Yeah>. don't know. <laughs> like, and why does Social Security yeah. need to take all this right now? It's it's a it's it's an eye opening experience once the paycheck comes in. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's great. You mentioned the uh, the um, employer connections team. Um, yeah, I know that you all also do career fairs. Um, yeah, can you talk a little bit about like you know career fairs and and also you know post you know or pre pandemic <laughs> and and now like what what's happening during the pandemic as as uh, yeah. students like to meet with a variety of employers. Yeah, definitely. So pre-pandemic, we used to have what most people would imagine for a career fair, where we would have those uh, big rooms in an auditorium. Employers would have a table. For those big employers, there would be a really long line. It, it was it was wild to see some of those fairs. I would walk around campus. There would be lines out the door in the hub to almost two Mary Gates to, to my office. And so we of course had to change due to the pandemic. Those types of events were not possible. And we've really gone through some platforms. There was one that we did through uh, Zoom and then Handshake. We did one and the Handshake career fairs, I think are the ones that are more here to stay. And to me, I think it's more, a little bit more equitable on how people are able to access certain employers the way it is now, because you can actually schedule yourself in slots to meet with an employer one-on-one, -on -one, to talk with them. It's only 10 minutes, so we really do a lot of coaching around how to use those 10 minutes as best as possible. And then you can also attend info sessions. And uh, what I think the best change is, you know, you don't have to wait in line and potentially miss out on things throughout your day, like really sacrifice certain aspects of your day just to talk with somebody for maybe 10 minutes in person. As far as moving forward, we may really just do a modified version. I'm not sure if we would necessarily have in-person career fairs the same scale. Um, there might be smaller ones. Um, we also do a lot of support for those other centers. So I think there is a lot of communication around what's the future of career fairs. But I know a lot of people are happier with how they are now because employers don't have to come in from they don't have to get flown in 
I, I do know some of them enjoyed coming to Seattle. And I am really, sure. I was yeah. like, um, <laughs> some people are like, yeah. when will we fly back to Kansas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think some of them really will miss flying out here, but it, it opens up more employers to students. It opens up more time slots to students, and um, they can just kind of check in at some point during their day. I was, I'm always um, sharing a lot of really great, like targeted career fairs that I've noticed if there's specific to like marketing or technology or nonprofits. And I feel like that seems to probably um, help students plan around it, right? It's not just the smorgasbord of, of things. You're like, oh, I'm actually thinking about service-oriented jobs or nonprofits or NGOs, and that's my time. And it feels like it's not just a here's the fall, here's the spring. You guys are really doing this great job of addressing the needs of our students, which is this very focused areas of, of career paths. Um, I do want to ask, so before, we have a lot of first-year families, obviously, and that are probably listening in. What does our first-year student do to come meet with you? How do you, how do they connect with you? Like, it's it's their first fall year. Are they like swimming around and everybody else is trying to get to you guys, or is it is there a dedicated first year kind of outreach that your uh, that your group does? Yeah, so we go to dog days and dog oh, days. Um, you all might be able to define dog days better, but from my perspective, <laughs> as when I was a student, it's more of like an intro week to kind of what's going on at campus, what's all out there, and so we have some dog day sessions for pre-health students interested in the medical fields. Um, a session that I did was how to find on-campus employment, which may be renamed now that, uh, well, we're going to be shifting back hopefully soon, so we might not have to rename it by the time it comes around. But uh, on-campus employment and really going over those resources and how to get those skills, how to advertise those skills, and how to be marketable to those opportunities. So that's what I would say would be the intro. And then it, really, as soon as those students are in Handshake, they can schedule an appointment with a career coach. So I, I am not exactly sure when they get automated into just having a Handshake account. Uh, they don't really have to do anything. They just get one, and they just sign up and sign on. And then they can schedule an appointment with any of the career coaches. Uh, if they're in a specific career center like Foster's, I'm pretty sure they're only able to access their appointments on Handshake, which is nice. So that way you don't get confused on meeting with somebody who might not be what you want to get questions answered on. Uh, so yeah, they can, I've met with freshman students maybe a week in who have come in and, and that's always fun because there's that excitement. They want to do something. I met with one student in particular who was really excited about political science and they did a lot in high school and they wanted to work with Patty Murray and we connected them with the internship. Oh my gosh, internship. very direct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know a lot more about what you want to do than I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, it's really fun to see those students and we, we are open and available to anybody really. As soon as they get that handshake account, they can connect with us. Awesome. 
I know, so one thing that made me think about um, as you were talking about uh, meeting with the first year student is I would imagine also, right, that some first year students are coming to the university without a lot of experience. What does a conversation with a student look like when they are not successful in a job search or in an internship search? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that's also a really important thing to talk about too is we kind of have two big things that we talk about is um, how to market what you already have and how to talk about maybe the things that you don't consider resume worthy that could be. And that could be course projects. At this, at any point in the, the year, somebody has probably gone through a final project and that could be a great thing to put on your resume because you have skills that you've used in that project and in a lot of times you have a result. You, have, you got a grade from it. Um, so that can be something that you advertise. So just kind of thinking outside of the box on what makes sense for a resume. And then the other part of it is really, okay, maybe that didn't work, but let's think of the ways that you can be a stronger candidate for next time. Uh, I think the phrase that people in my office use is, it's a no for now, but a not, not a no forever. So we like to talk about, I like to talk about kind of those low stakes opportunities that you can do to build skills, like joining a student organization. Uh, maybe getting involved in some of those projects, maybe volunteering, any of those free things that not only help you build skills, but it's more so testing it out. And if you don't like it, you just quit without any consequence. Whereas the high stakes stuff, if you have an internship, you can't necessarily quit. Uh, you can either let it run its course, or if you have a full-time job, if you don't like it, you have to resign. And that's a bigger, <laughs> bigger stake commitment than just kind of leaving and be like, this isn't for me. That's really good advice. It's almost almost very very connected to growth mindset and you know being able to kind of readjust your approach to be more successful in the future. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you know, I know you mentioned also you know working specifically with pre health students and pre law students. So I know specifically at the UW there is no pre health <laughs> major, and so a lot of times people think you know I should talk to my advisor or how you know and so but. Here at the UW, right? You students who are interested in health professions as as a career work with a career coach. Um, can you talk a little bit about like what does it what does it look like for a student who's interested in these pre professional career who are in you know undergrad and, and looking to you know get involved in in the health profession or in the law profession? How, how do they interact with your office? What do those kind of conversations look like? Yeah. Uh, that's another great question. So sometimes in our role as career coaches, the, the line between advising and career coaching can be blurred. And that is even more so with pre-health and pre-law. We do get a lot of questions about courses because medical schools, uh, PT school, any of those schools require prerequisite courses. And so we've worked, not so much myself, because I'm a little bit newer to doing pre-health and pre-law coaching, but a lot of people that I really respect on my team have put in a lot of work to develop these resources. So we have a lot of resources online where students can see what we recommend and what schools have recommended for them to prepare for those fields. Uh, and a lot of it is, it's, you know, there's those academic components like the MCAT, the prerequisite courses, but a lot of it outside of that is just gaining experience. And so we work with students on ways to uh, gain experience, things to look into, 
the career, the typical career stuff, like how do you really show that you're a competitive candidate for maybe a medical scribe position or a legal assistant position? Uh, and how do you kind of interview and network with some of these people to shadow, to really explore this? Because for those fields in particular, the biggest question that you have to answer is, why do I want to be a doctor? Why do I want to be a dentist? Why do I want to be a lawyer? Uh, and so that that's the big question that we support students in answering to them. And you know, sometimes people might say, okay, how do I, how do I answer that? And that has a lot of questioning on them, really reflection and introspection, but we really support them in answering that question and finding those opportunities to really show that commitment. Yeah. Do you have any um, suggestions for sophomore or second year students and juniors in particular that kind of in the middle of exploration, in the middle of, am I in my major? Do I even like this major? <laughs> what do I do? You know, it, when you're talking and focusing about skills building, skills assessment and getting coached, for those particular students, um, what do you, what does uh, your career and internship center kind of suggest when it comes to tools and help? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so something that I see a lot in both of those populations is this idea of, am I too early or am I too late? Oh. And, and so for, for the sophomore or second year students, a lot of times there's this thing feeling of, am I too early to do these things? Am I too early to get these experiences? And for those junior year, for, and I don't know why, because I, both of those, you, you have the time and it's never too early to start anything. Uh, th for the junior year, third year students, they, they think, you know, I haven't had an internship yet. I don't know if I'll be able to get one now. It's too late for me. And and that's not really the case. And what, what I like to talk to you about, especially those people applying to majors or preparing to apply to majors is, you know, there are those opportunities that are free and pretty accessible to get that would make you more competitive for your major. So if you joined a group, if you um, maybe joined an organization, you networked with a lot of people, that will just make you a more valuable candidate for applications for things in the future, like major applications. If you show them that you have committed to doing that work and you have some experience doing some of that work already, that would make them think that you're a committed and competitive candidate. That's really helpful because it's it's something that they're already doing, right? That they can mm -hmm. apply towards this aspect of exploration. Um, I also wanted to ask if before pandemic, uh, there was this really great program that um, the Career and Internship Center was partnering with um, a place that helped with professional clothing and attire. If and when we go outside of the box, we still need to look nice <laughs> and presentable, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but I remember there was a lot of, do you need, um, you know, kind of clothes for your job, your resume, or, or, or your interviews? And I was wondering if um, you could talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so that was our, so that was kind of my introduction to the Career Center. I started in the September before pandemic and that yes is a great time to kind of start a new job but uh that that is an event that's very near and dear to every staff member's heart we had a question the other day of what was your favorite activity that you've been part of at the career center and everyone said that 
So what that was, was uh, the, the employer connections team worked really hard to organize this event where we got donations, uh, we kind of went through them, and we had kind of a walk through uh, clothing shop. Nobody paid for anything, but they came in and they could select uh, an outfit from what was donated to us for free. We had changing rooms where the coaching team would support students. It was really funny to see some of my coworkers really saying, yeah, that looks good, or giving some style tips to some people. Uh, and then uh, a lot of people left with some clothes and ready professional free clothing. And any of the clothes that were left over either got stored and saved or got donated to uh, local, um, I think, thrift stores and other organizations and nonprofits in the university area. But um, that was a great event because you know, professionalism is really a, a big topic that a lot of people shy away from. And it's a topic that I have a lot of opinions about just in general. And if we can support students, especially students who maybe don't have like the additional funding to buy some clothes that might be really expensive, that was really the intent of that event. And I think it went well and we will try and do it again. It is something that a lot of people have talked about as being a huge success not just kind of turnout, but also kind of that qualitative success of how we felt doing it and how students felt. And we had students wanting to volunteer. Um, so there was, everyone was happy there. It was just a happy day in general in our center. That's, so That's awesome. I mean, you know, and let us know any t the next time because uh, I think in, in my quarantine cleaning, I definitely have a couple professional suits that uh, I, can, I can donate. So uh, that, uh, yeah. that's definitely something to look forward to. Awesome. It seems like we've gotten beyond the placement center and it there's a very holistic yeah. way that you're kind of supporting our students, which is really wonderful. And also, I feel like that's a great community building moment too. Um, I know if I had to go pick out some clothes and there's somebody next door to me like trying it out, I would be making friends with that person <laughs> right away. I'm like, yeah, ah, you look great. You know, it's just really nice. I can see all of the happiness that that that, that event would bring. I think it's called is it called Dress for Success? Was that the was that the name? Yes. So I was like, I think that's the name. That, that might be the name, they might change it, but that's what it felt like, <laughs> which is really great. Yeah, yeah, it might, cha it might change in the future, but that was what, um, I think they've tried to do certain variations of that in the past, but that's, I'm pretty sure that's what it was called in the fall. Well, we're just about at the end of our time, CJ. Are there any final words that you want to make sure that families know? Any tips or suggestions, final tips or suggestions that you have for them? Hmm. I think, I think my biggest takeaway is really just experiencing things that you're interested in, even if it's not related to what you're studying, because if you end up getting a job that's what you wouldn't say is in quotes related to your major, um, you're still coming in with a lot of things that make you a unique candidate. So if you get skills that aren't related to your major, you get a job using those skills, you have additionally the skills from your major to bring with you to that position and kind of vice versa if you get a job that's related to your major you also come in with these skills outside and unrelated and 
I think the moral of the story is just explore your interests and not so much worry about, is this related to what I'm studying? Is there a job in this? Because it's all about just getting some of that experience, getting those skills and networking as much as that term is a cringe inducing term. Um, it's really just socializing. So socialize with as many people as possible because um, they could be really interesting people down the road doing really interesting things. Such very important advice. Well, thanks. Thanks, CJ. Thanks, CJ. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And it's really nice to get to know you all more um, and share a little bit about this center uh, that I've spent some time in. I'm coming up on my two-year work anniversary oh my <laughs> with the Career Center. With the career That's center, so yeah. great. Yeah, awesome. Congratulations. Well, best of luck as we oh. get back to campus and thank you. <laughs> all the new things. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for the Husky Huddle Up podcast. Bye, everyone. The Husky Huddle Up podcast is a collaboration between the University of Washington first year programs and parent and family programs. It's to provide parents and families equitable access to information in support of their students' success. The Husky Huddle Up is produced by Chloe Giselle, a junior in the UW Cinema and Media Studies program.